Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick. What is up to all of our Forge fanatics out there? Let's go ahead and bring Big P in, get this show on the road. Big P, how you doing, sir? What's going on, brother? Busy in a two-headed rattlesnake. Don't know which damn way to go. Man, but other than that, all, I'm good. That's all? Yeah. I mean, I'm busier than a cat trying to get litter up a marble floor, son. Okay. Well, <laughs> at least you know what you're doing. Well, not really, but I wing it most of the time. But but if we're go, if we're going to get into a battle of hillbilly wits, I'm a lost ball in high weeds. I'll tell you what. Tomorrow I'm about to be hotter than. Never mind. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that one. Yeah, this is a family show, young man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep it that way as best I can. Tonight's going to be a fun night, though. Uh, Tonight is going to be a fun night. Yeah, lots to dive dive into on this, just this one position group, Acosta. Um, And I got a lot of my homework done, but I could not find stats on Will Mallory and um, that new tight end we picked up, Smith. Uh, Caden Caden Smith. Caden Smith. Yeah, I know he's been in the league a while. I know he, I think he played with the Jets, Giants, and somebody else. Uh, but I could not find any stats on him whatsoever. Yeah, I'm trying to see what I can pull up on Mallory now. I mean, I, I could I could find his, his college stats, but Okay, you got those? I don't I didn't write him down because college stats don't translate to NFL stats. Okay. In my opinion. No, because, I mean, these kids are going to be, you know, turning it on times 10. Yes, absolutely. Well, and like uh, Ogletree, you yeah. know, he was a rookie last year, uh, blew out his ACL in training camp, so he has no stats. Exactly. But everything we were seeing in training camp last year and with some of the Colts insiders that we got to talk to while we was on the field, with our media passes, uh, Ogletree was looking to move up to tight end two. Yeah, no, he, Real was actually, easy. You know, he was really showing up Jelani Woods in a lot of ways from what I was gathering. Yeah. So, I don't know. That, all right. Smith, but, uh, what, do you know, what do you know about Smith? Let's see. Smith, Smith, Smith. I don't have much on Smith. What do you got on him? It, Goose egg. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this then. So th- this this is, this is my this is my take. If if the Colts don't have his stats on their website already, you know what I mean. To me, that's almost a camp body. Yeah, for sure. You know, especially when we got um, Ogletree, Woods, Mallory, um, and Granson, all young mm-hmm. young guys, all under twenty five. So why are you going to keep a six, seven-year veteran when you got the youngins? Exactly. Really that's good kind of, athletic youngins. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the way I'm I, I'm looking at Smith, the addition of Smith here. Um, 
might be a camp body just for competition reasons. Now he could go out to camp and just surprise the shit out of everybody. I don't know. We don't know until we get there, but right now that's what I'm calling. I'm calling him just a, a competition body for that, that group. Oh, that's, I'm pretty sure that's everybody right now. I mean, everybody, I mean, I know that we have some set players, but my opinion is this, this tight end locker room is so just so talented, man. I mean, they're going to be battling it out and I can't wait to see it at training camp. But my next question is to you, Pat is, uh, but you know, obviously we got to cut to 53. How many tight ends are we going to have actually on the active roster? Three, three. That's what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. That's, I don't know if it's standard, but it's standard for the Colts. We're exactly. we're pretty good at um, keeping keeping three. And and a, an interesting stat I heard from uh, Jake Alter on the Locked On podcast was yes, that Kylan Granson played a lot of special teams last year. He did. You know, and I, for some reason, I didn't pay attention to that. I never noticed that he was out there on special teams. But he's that guy in between the the center and the punter. Mm-hmm. I forget I forget the name they called it. That um, he was that guy. So I thought that was really interesting. And when you can show your worth, not only on offense, but on special teams as well, mm-hmm. and. That- that gives you more lock than not. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. I think there, I think there was another thing too, because obviously Kylan's not a, a big tight end. You know, he's like that far our smallest tight end. And I think honestly, I think they put him on special teams to help with his blocking skills to see, you know, to you know, try to take on that blocking role as a tight end if he needs to. I think it was just more of a you know, for him to get a blocking skill, but also like, you know, just he's also a good special teams player for us as well. Yeah, he's our smallest tight end at 6'3", 242 pounds. That's a, that's, that's, that's our small that's our that's smallest a, tight end. That's a that's a linebacker or a good size running back. Yeah. So but yeah, we, we got we got some absolute monsters. Uh Jelani Woods, six seven, Ogletree six five, Granson six three, um, Brown six five, Mo Ali Cox six five. And I don't know what Mallory and Smith are because I couldn't – they didn't have their stats up. Uh, Mallory is 6'5", 245. So still kind of small but tall. You said 6'5", 245? Yes, sir. That's not small at all. I mean, he's still a big boy, but for a tight – like for the rest of our locker room, you know, everybody 260-plus – but he's he is he is agile though. That's what gives him the advantage of being as tall as he is. Yeah, and and you know I still have not gone back and watched his tape. I've watched some clips of him. He's, I mean, he's got some attributes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pair him exactly to Dallas Clark, but he's got some attributes of Dallas. He oh. really does like his movements and his mechanics, especially his footwork. Right. He's got a long. He's got a very long stride. That is very good to know because we all love Dallas Clark. Oh, Dallas Clark is, you know, tight end royalty here in Indianapolis. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I really hope uh, this position group battle will 
by the start of the first game, it'll they'll have their people. My only hope is that this new coach is going to utilize them in the offensive scheme, not just as an extra blocker. You know, I hated that with 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 uh, Coach Wright. Uh, yeah, he didn't scheme very many slot passes. He didn't scheme very many tight end drops. He just oh. util- he just used those guys for extra protection. Definitely piggybacking off that. I mean, it goes back to what Coach Steichen was saying when he was first brought on in Indianapolis. You know, you know, pass the. Uh, Pass the score. score, run to win. Yep. So we're going to see these tight ends more active than normal. But the big question is now we'll roll into this part of it since people already know about our tight ends. Um, the new question becomes for both of us to talk about now is who do you think Coach Steichen is going to like to pair? I mean, we got a lot to see in training camp. But who do you think Coach Steichen would like to see paired with Anthony Richardson if he starts QB1 in week one? I think – the chemistry is going to play that one out. I mean, it, it could, it could be any of them, you know, cause they're all, they're all talented. Absolutely. You know? So which chemistry is Anthony going to have the greatest with is exactly. the way I see it coming down to. Exactly. And we have, and that's the crazy part about our tight end locker room too. Like everybody's athletic ability is different. You know, you have a yes. Mo Alley Cox, big body, good blocker, can catch the ball when he needs to in a flat. You have Kyler Granson, who can shoot up field if he has to. You know, can gain some yards for us pretty quick for a tight end. Jelani Woods, well, he can <laughs> he can almost do it all. I mean, he's tall. He can go up for a ball in, in the end zone. He can do good third-down situations for us. Could dump passing. I mean, uh, just everything goes on and on and on for this tight end group. And uh, we can go and dive into some stats of some of the players if you like. All right. Well, uh, the first one on my list, and to me, this is the guy that's probably on the biggest chopping block because of last year is Mm -hmm. Mo Alley-Cox. 6'5", 267 pounds. And within the six years he's been with the coach, he's got 97 receptions for uh, 1,125 yards and 11 TDs. He, yeah, he's definitely got a lot to prove this year. Um, with, la- with last year only having 19 receptions for 189 yards and three touchdowns, averaging – we'll round up – averaging 10 yards in possession. So he's got he's got definitely got a lot of work to do. He's definitely got to, you know, do the due diligence – now your boy on the other hand, Kylan. Now hold on, this. hold on, hold on. Can I can we go back to Cox real quick? Yeah. Another interesting stat that Jake said was I think it was PFF or he he quoted somebody, but he said that Mo Alley had the most quarterback pressures through the entire tight end group. Really? Meaning his blocking is subpar. Hmm. I would never have guessed that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't either until I until I heard him say that. Huh. Right, he was let's not go. in Kylan. 
Yeah, I, guess, I got some interesting stats for Kylan. I do, too. I mean, last year alone, the boy had 31 receptions with 302 yards, no touchdowns, averaging still around 10 yards of possession. Uh, regular season, 30, uh, let's see, 40 targets. So 31 out of 40 targets, it's not bad. Uh, one fumble, he's a good ball handler. His longest catch was for 32 yards at the tight end position. That's pretty good. Still zero touchdowns, though. Still zero touchdowns. That, that's, zero that's targets. Uh, another stat that, that Jake spit out for Granson was he got the most separation, yards of separation. Oh, yeah. Of, of any tight end and receiver. Of receivers, too. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting, you know, because I've claimed him as, you know, my guy ever since we drafted him. You know, I, um, I disagree with what you said about sp- what, him being on special teams because the film study that I did on him, um, I thought his blocking was – was above average. Hmm. Now, did it translate to this and the coaches seen something and, and maybe wanted him to get some more blocking time? Like what you were saying? It could be. I don't know. But from what I've watched, he doesn't have a problem blocking. Gotcha. Well, let's see here. We can ready to move on to Woods. Oh, yeah. 25 receptions last year for 312 yards, three touchdowns, averaging 12 and a half yards a catch. His longest being 36 yards, uh, 25 out of 40 targets. That's And three TDs. And still three touchdowns, yep. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely uh, impressed a lot of people last year when they utilized him. But, my God, I hate to keep going back on this, and I hate to keep throwing mud on, on Coach Reich, but he did not utilize this group. To no, full. not at all. And it, and it was really surprising, especially seeing um, how fast and how hot Jelani could get. You know, and it's, it's even more surprising now that I hear different stats like Granson getting the most separation in the tight end group and receiver group. You know, because what's the most important thing for those guys? Separation. Getting separation. Yeah, because that's when that's when you're going to open that window up for that QB. So I definitely see um, Granson and Woods on the team next year or this year. Um, it's funny. It's actually funny you mentioned that. Uh, CBS Sports already has a mock of the 53-man roster for us. The starting tight end, tight end one is Jelani Woods. Tight end two is Kylan. And tight end three is Mo. I don't see it. I don't I, either. I, I don't see it. Um, Mo got tight end one because Doyle retired. Yep. You know, next it, man up. Next man up. Um, but I do believe if Ogletree stayed healthy. Uh, he would have he would have took either one or two and pushed Mo down and I, and I believe that's going to happen this year. I don't I don't believe Mo makes it out of training camp. 
I could really? be wrong. I, yeah, I could be wrong. And I like I like Mo Ali Cox. Um, you know, he's not the greatest tight end, uh, but he, he he's a great human being. Um, hell of an athlete. I've always enjoyed talking with him. You know, so Absolutely. I, I, I hate seeing that. But when you see these young guys coming up, you, like like Woods and Granson, and they're already doing so much more than him, and he's already got you know going seven years now in the league, and these young guys are already outperform performing him. You know what I find interesting about this mock about this uh, mock fifty three man roster? What's that? They have Mallory on four string. I can see that. And he's over Farrell Brown, believe it or not. And Farrell Brown is that's that's our boy Thomas's guy. Yeah. But he's he's another one. He's got he's going into his eighth year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been he was on two different teams last year alone. You know, is that indicative to locker room troubles or getting along with your coaches? I don't know. Um I want to say no, because if it was, I don't believe Ballard would bring somebody like that into his locker room. No, but not at all. It still makes you question why. You know, he was on two different teams last year. He's been on five, I think, total in the in the eight years that he's played. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see Brown being on the roster. Not with these young cats, man. Oh, I wow. just I just don't see it. this is the way I see it going. I see Woods tight end one, Granson tight end two, Ogletree tight end three, Mallory practice squad. Everybody I else can see that. that. I can see that. Yeah, Farrell Brown's career yardage is only four hundred and seventy eight yards. Yeah. Yeah, only and that and seven or yeah, seven years. In the and only and only two touchdowns. Yeah, so I, that okay. e- that either tells you he is straight up a blocking tight end, and nothing else, or he's really not that damn good at his position. Hmm. Him and Mallory are the same size. I didn't know that. I thought Farrell was a bigger bigger tight end. Hmm. Interesting. Brown's got him by one pound. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's this is gonna be a fun position group to watch. It is. You know, I don't I hate saying Cox isn't gonna make it through training camp. I just but the output versus the youngins output, I just don't I just don't see him making it. I can see him not making it like later in the season. Like if he starts to get outshined by the youngins, I can definitely see him going to like a third string or even practice squad or who knows, maybe even cut. I mean, I agree though. If his if his blocking does not get better, which our which everybody's blocking last year was absolutely terrible. You know, so that so it's and kind that's of hard. The nicest way you could say that. Yeah, it is. I mean, we can go into deeper words, but we're not going to. But <laughs> but you know he wasn't the only problem blocking. But as a as a big man like that, you definitely got to pick up your blocks. I mean, he's definitely part of he was definitely part of the problem on an offensive line when it came to blocking. But like you were saying about Coach Reich's schemes, he didn't utilize him enough. He didn't utilize no. a lot of them enough. 
And 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 maybe that was part of the problem. You know, they just got tired of that's a, I'm not a defensive or I'm not an offensive tackle. Why is that the only thing you use me for? You know, it, it could have been demoralized into them. And, you know, they half-assed their job. It's actually yeah. funny you do bring that up. They they sorry they did uh they did use a lot of our tight ends as tackles. Did you notice that? Because they had no choice. They had no depth at the O line position. Yep. So I mean, yeah, I, I can see where you know they got burnt out. I mean, plus if you're blocking all the time, you get beat up on the line. I mean, we're both linemen. You know how it is in those trenches. You get beat up every day. Every you day. Can't, you can't perform as a receiver the way you can if you're getting beat up every day. Very true, but still, I I'm I'm in a disagreement. You know, our our O line broke down fast and early on every play last year. Absolutely, but how many times did we see great quarterbacks get pressured by great defenses? And what would they do? They audible down to the slot mm-hmm. or to the tight end. All right, you you want a blitz? Come on, because that's leaving my middle wide ass open. So yep. why didn't why didn't we? If we knew we had these O line problems, we knew that everybody was coming for us every play because of our O line problems. Why didn't he scheme up, you know, some audibles that way? Or maybe oh, they did, and 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 Ryan and Ellinger and and Foles just never audibled out to it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I was I was arguing with that when we still had Hines before we traded him. Like, why ain't Hines being used more as a check down running back in the middle? Because those play those play schemes, man, like they didn't make no sense. It's like if you were to check down, you'll get four yards easy. Yeah. Like you'll keep moving, you'll keep moving the ball. And it's just yeah. like I don't know why I don't know if that was just like you said, I don't know if that was Frank's doing, Ryan and Ellinger not checking at the line like they're supposed to as quarterbacks. Like, I don't know. That was just that's just the midst of all the confusion in that in the Reich regime. And me, if you check down to Naheem and you gave him just a little bit of green, he's getting you 10, 15 yards. Absolutely. If that if that guy has just a little bit of green, he makes the most out of it. Always did. Always and still does. You know, so it just that whole position group and the lat and, and the Frank Reich era. Confused me. It did. I mean, all throughout his, what, six, was it five or six seasons? It was five, wasn't it? Five. All throughout his five seasons, I noticed like he didn't use a whole lot of check downs. Yeah. Even with Andrew Luck. So, so I I don't know. I really hope with this quarterback, or not quarterback, the coach, you know, we can we can utilize and, and scheme different tight ends, you know, Get us some more yardage. Get us closer to that red zone so we can score. Oh, we're gonna we're definitely gonna see we're gonna, we're definitely gonna see some much I guess wilder would be the silly term for it. We're gonna be seeing more sophisticated play calling coming in here, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because when we decided to do this position group first. On this offseason, I wanted to go back and try to find Philly stats on the usage of their tight end. Because to me, that's going to give us a lot of inside look at what he's going to do here, what Steichen's going to do here. 
You know what I'm saying? But oh, absolutely. With my schedule and everything, I have not been able to get into stats like that. But if I remember right, they they did utilize their tight ends every game. They did. You know, they might not have utilized them as much as Kansas City does or the, you know, San Francisco, but they did utilize them. Oh, if my memory ser- serves me correct. Yeah, you did. So the the starting tight end for the Eagles was Dallas uh, Goddard. Goddard. <sighs> this man received fifty five passes for seven hundred and two yards and three touchdowns. There you go. In the postseason alone, he had 16 for 18 for 141 yards and one touchdown. These tight ends are about to be utilized more than they ever have because, I mean, let's just face it, it's the tight or the Shane Sykin's going to be more aggressive than these team or these guys have ever just ever have imagined. And it's, that's what they want. These, these guys are hungry. They're animals. Like they want to play football. And this is what this coach is bringing. They're good, hard nosed winning football. And I think they're going to love this new regime that's coming. I think so too. And especially with what you just said and my memory serving me correctly, this makes me absolutely think uh, Mo Alley, Brown, and that Smith guy, that Caden Smith, is not going to make it. Yep. Because he's, he's utilizing young, quick, strong talent. Yeah, because I mean, this this sounds like this offense is going to be speedy too. It's going to be a speedy offense. Absolutely. I mean, because you looked at Philly, how quick they got to the ball and how quick they got their play calls in and how quick they just moved up the field. I mean, it, they kept defensive guessing. You got to be on your toes. And I'm sorry. I mean, Moe's not the quickest tight end. So I think he, I think his talent's going to kind of kind of go downhill a little bit. Meaning, like you know, he's just, he's going to get gassed a little more. He is a little older than everybody else but these younger guys you know they're going to be it's going to be new to them and they're going to i think they're going to grasp it a little bit better well i agree with you but for different reasons i mo alley cox was a basketball player at virginia yep didn't play tight end Mm -hmm. you know these guys have been playing tight end for a long time true you know, or well, um, Jelani Woods probably has less time at tight end because when when he got to college, he was actually a quarterback. Yep, and he tri- but he did transfer like his I think sophomore year to tight end, and he has several years already under his belt. But it still ain't his forte, really. Well, it is now because the kid's a stud. Oh, but, he's a stud. Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, I think his just his sheer size alone has gave him the the advantage, at least on our team, of being our starting tight end for the for the time being before the Jelani Woods is before the Ogle Trees, you know, before the Mallories. But in my opinion, coming from the quarterback position to the tight end position is is a lot easier transformation than going from a basketball court to being a tight end. You know, because as a quarterback, he knows what he expected out of his tight ends. He knew mm-hmm. what the tight end coverage was supposed to be. He knew where his tight end was supposed to be blocking. So when he transferred to a tight end, he already had all the knowledge. He just had to put it together. 
and he and he put it together really well. Third pick in the draft was like number 74, 75 or something. Something like that. And and that year's draft. So yeah, he he transferred that knowledge really well to that his athleticism. I'd have to agree. Definitely agree with you there. I mean, he adapted really quick for what he had to do. So Mo Alley's size and athletic ability got him drafted. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew he was going to be a project, but you're going into year seven now with this project and you got some serious young talent behind you. That's, you know, to me, that's why I say he's probably the first one on the chopping block. Not the first one, but he will be. He, that's why I'm saying he's getting cut this year. I mean, I, after thinking about it a little bit longer now, you know, I think he'll make it through the season. We might not see him next year. Very I think that's possible. a good pod. I think that's a good possibility. I don't think he'll get cut. He, you know, he is a veteran. He does know the guys, you know, a lot. He does know a lot of the tight end schemes that he did play. You know, he's got good advice. I mean, he's got he's gained some football knowledge since he has been here. Um, if he does get cut, I think it'll be at the end of the season. Because I'm sure is he is his contract almost up as well. I think this is his last year on his contract. Ooh. His ooh. second his second contract. Yeah. Yeah. So oof. Yeah, I mean, we could be seeing the end of Mo Alley Cox, but we we shall see. We shall. What do you expect Granson's gonna do? I think we're gonna see Granson uh really just do what he does best. I mean, block when he has to block, but I mean, you know, past you know, past to go down the field, you know, he's gonna be our good down the field stretch guy, unless again these younger guys step up like a Matt, like Mallory or or even Ogletree comes in and steps up this game. But I think they're going to stick to his guns and what he can do. That separation you were talking about earlier, man, like it's it's phenomenal for a tight end to get that much separation. I mean, we haven't seen that much separation <laughs> again since Dallas Clark, you right. know, at least here in Indianapolis. <clears throat> and seeing that, excuse me, that's that's what I'm looking at because. If I'm hearing about these stats, I guarantee you the coaching staff has got them right in front of them. They're going back. They're watching last year's tape. Mm-hmm. And and he Steichen is Coach Steichen is looking at these this this separation from this kid, thinking, "Boom! I I can hit him here. I can run this for this, and boom! There's ten yards." And then he's making a note on who's getting that first down because of that separation. I, I honestly think we see a major uptick in Granson's usage this year just because of that stat. And when I heard that stat, I immediately started thinking of Coach Steichen and what he could do with that. Absolutely. You know, you you can design the plays, but if you're if your running back can't get through the hole, it's no good. You can design the plays, but if your receivers can't get open, it's no good. You have to have the talent to fit those plays. And I think he's going back and he's seeing what those stats are saying, and he's already scheming. And if he's scheming for that, he's definitely going to use him a lot more. I think he's also looking at situational football too. I mean, because he's a very technical guy. I mean, he, I think he's going to like see like where, say, Mo Alley was in a situation and past tape, oh, we could use Grants in here. You know that that type of thing too. I see him doing it, something like that as well. 
Yeah. So I, I definitely see Woods and Granson being one and two and Ogletree sneaking in there. Just because really? of what we saw. Yeah. Just because of what we saw at training camp last year. Hmm. Interesting. I think for right now, I'm going to stick to what CBS said, you know, Woods, Granson, and Mo. Um, but Ogletree, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sleep on him for sure. I mean, if better he, not. If he, if he comes, if he comes back stronger than he was and, you know, comes back to the stud that we've seen at training camp last year. Oh, he'll take, he'll take that spot easily. Hands down. I think so too. So did you, do you have something about a giveaway tonight? No. No. Okay. That's, that's uh, the drawings tomorrow, actually. Oh, the drawings tomorrow. Yeah. So there you go. June 1st. June so, 1st. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it on the last show because Clyde was being mean to me, like he always is. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, if everyone's wondering where Clyde is, he's on his third of his uh, seven vacations this year. So uh, bear with him, please. You know, the, the talent's got to get his rest. Yeah. But, anyways, um, I was inducted into the Hall of Fans, and they had Grover Stewart there signing autographs. And I got a few extra ones. So, boom. I got that one. And then I got this year's schedule. Ooh. I had a few of them signed. And then, for the grand prize, I got a framed helmet that I got him to sign. You're giving that to me tomorrow, right? No, sir. Dang it. That's for our followers. Now, if you want to get into the drawing for that, <laughs> you have to follow our YouTube channel. That's Sick Podcast Anvil Show. You heard it here first. So stay tuned for that giveaway tomorrow. So, uh, you know, we get, we get, we get thousands of views every week. And we've got 118 subscribers. The math is not lining up, people. Hit that subscribe button for us. Get in there into the into the drawing, and we'll do more drawings throughout the year as we get different different things and and go to different events and and get things signed. So if you subscribe now, every sub- subscriber will automatically be entered into the next drawing. So don't say, ah, Grover's not my favorite guy. I'm going to wait until they come up with somebody better. Because subscribe now, and you'll automatically be entered in all the other drawings. Simple as that. Hit that button. Hit those buttons, people. But before we hit our button to get out of here, Uh if if any of our Forge fanatics are around Louisville, Kentucky tomorrow, at the Louisville Bats baseball game tomorrow in downtown Louisville. The Colts caravan is coming down there and our new, one of our new starting linebackers, Zaire Franklin will be there to sign autographs, take pictures. He might kiss babies. I don't know, but he's a good friend of us. He's a good friend of us. Good friend of the show. So I'm going down. I know he won't kiss me. I'm too ugly. Yeah, but you're just a big baby. I'm just a big teddy bear. But anyway, you are. <laughs> but anyway, if you like to come meet Zaire, uh, if you're in around the Louisville area tomorrow, Louisville, Kentucky area, come to the Louisville Bats baseball game. Come meet Zaire, get some pictures taken, get some autographs. 
really good dude, really good friend of the show. We're going to be down there. Me, Pat, my wife, several other of our followers and fans will be there. So, our friends, I'm sorry. So, come join us tomorrow. If that's Pat, you got anything else? Uh, Acosta will buy all the beer if you show up. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> now wait a minute. I don't. I don't have. I don't have that so-called money you got. That, that stadium beer gets expensive, doesn't it? Hey, it doesn't help that it's Thursday. Thursday. There you go. Hey, if you don't want to come uh, see Zaire tomorrow, guess what? It's Thursday. Thursday at Louisville Slugger Stadium. So it's two dollar beer night. So there you go. Boom. That just either way, it, just that made it easier for you to buy everybody's beer, huh? No, it did not. You got two dollars for myself. (laughs) 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 Anyway, guys, Pat, you don't have anything else. We'll go ahead and end this show night. It's been great. Can't wait for training camp. Uh, Hopefully, we see some of y'all out there at Louisville Slugger tomorrow. If not, we'll be with y'all next week. Y'all stay blessed, stay pretty. Remember and go Colts. Go Colts, baby. Sammy, let's wrap it up. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.